Hey guys, I'd like to introduce you to a new podcast that I know you're going to love. Do you like travel? Do you like picturesque locations and getting away from it all? Well, this new podcast has all that and murder. It's called Slaycation, and it's a darkly humorous look at murders and mysterious deaths that took place on vacation. Hosted by a true crime fanatic, her comedy writer husband and his TV producing partner, Slaycation brings a unique perspective to chilling, thrilling, and WTF stories of vacations gone horribly wrong. From the twisted tale of Harold and Tony Henthorne, whose romantic anniversary in the Rocky Mountains ended with one of them falling off a cliff, to Angelica and Vincent, two recently engaged lovebirds whose Hudson Valley kayaking adventure ended underwater. Each episode of Slaycation will have you asking, accident or murder? But it's not just the stories that'll intrigue you. It's the discussion between a longtime married couple and business partners who happen to be Emmy-nominated TV producers. Each episode of Slaycation also includes humor, takeaway and travel tips that will keep your next vacation from being your last. If you're ready to pack your body bags, Slaycation is available on all major podcast platforms. Search for Slaycation on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. In the 1970s and 80s, a monster hunted the Connecticut River Valley. Seven bodies found, one survivor, and no suspects. I'm Jane Borowski, host of Invisible Tears. I was seven months pregnant and stabbed 27 times, and I survived. My story didn't end that frightful night. This attack on me physically and mentally lingered for years. I'm Amanda Bedard, and I'm Jane's life coach and co-host of Invisible Tears. Jane is ready to share her story, and not just about her attack, but her healing process afterwards. As a platform for truth and healing, we are on a mission to help others that suffer from PTSD and help bring awareness to mental health issues. To hear my story and others, you can find Invisible Tears wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Five scary Australian creatures that actually exist. They say Australia is the one place where everything tries to kill you. While funny, there might be some truth to this, especially when it comes to some of the more mysterious creatures from the continent. The cases on this list feature animals too unusual to believe, and yet they did exist. These are five scary Australian creatures that actually exist. Number five. Drop bear. Koalas are known for being adorable creatures. They hang out on trees all day, have cute babies, and eat eucalyptus. Nothing about them speaks ruthless or evil. But according to some people, there are actually vicious versions of the koala known as the drop bear. Unlike their herbivore counterparts, drop bears are larger, brutal, and carnivorous. According to the stories, they usually hide up in the trees waiting for their prey. Once they see them, they drop in on them unexpectedly, biting the head using their teeth and vicious claws. 
But is the drop bear real? While there's no proof actual koalas can turn vicious and carnivorous, there might be a real-life counterpart to the drop bear lore. The thylacolio is an ancient mammal that roamed the land during the last ice age. Dubbed as a marsupial lion, it actually has a skull similar to that of a wombat or koala with large, cleaver-shaped shearing teeth so it can easily tear and shred prey. The fact that it's a large marsupial makes it a candidate to become the real-life drop bear. True to lore, another fascinating thing about the thylacolio is it seems to have been capable of climbing trees and grappling large prey. The species preferred to live inside caves, eating the flesh of their prey instead of chewing on the bones. Researchers also discovered scratch marks inside the caves, even in the steepest parts, meaning the thylacolio was a confident and skilled climber. Paleontologists and researchers also believed it lived around the same time as when humans first arrived on the continent 50,000 years ago. Although the modern drop bear stories don't seem to have any direct links to the thylacolio of ancient past, there's no denying the discovery of the latter means sometimes fictional stories might be based on something real after all. Number 4. Megalania Prehistoric Australia isn't something you want to wander into. While real-life Komodo dragons of today are still vicious but relatively smaller, once upon a time a supersized version of this creature once roamed Australia. First described by Sir Richard Owen in 1859, the Megalania thrived in eastern Australia. Officially called the Megalania Prisca, it grew up to 5 to 7 meters long and had a weird crest and snout. Its teeth were sharp and recurved. It's believed to have wrinkled and infolded enamel too. One unusual characteristic of the creature were the small bones embedded on its skin around its neck and snout. The closest relative to the Megalania today are monitor lizards. And like monitor lizards, the Megalania was carnivorous with some suggesting they may have preyed on things like kangaroos or even larger mammals like deer, pigs, and goats. They might have also fed on pygmy elephants or even tortoises. Like its current lizard counterpart, it's speculated the Megalania was an ambush predator who also bore toxic saliva and killed its victims via toxic poison from a bite. According to Aboriginal stories, these creatures were believed to be capable of bringing fire and destruction. What's more, the animal was also partly aquatic. A tale passed down among the Aborigines for the last 100 years tells of a story of a Megalania swimming to the ocean and encountering a great white shark. It ended up overpowering the shark and dragging its body to the shore, feasting on it. The fact the story is relatively fresh and that reported sightings of the creature happened up until the 1800s has led some to believe there's a possibility it might still exist somewhere on the continent today. Of course, many dismiss this as just wishful thinking, but there are accounts of possible Megalania sightings. In 1890, a large lizard terrorized the town of Euroa, Australia. According to witnesses, this lizard would raid the livestock and was described to have been 30 feet in length. Then in the 1960s, a French priest who went into the New Guinea forest to teach Christianity reported seeing a giant lizard laying on a fallen tree. 
He asked the guide to stop, but the native guide was scared and didn't listen to him. The next day, the priest went back to the site and measured the tree that the creature was laying next to. To his shock, the tree was 40 feet in length, and the lizard he saw was also the same length as it. One of the most recent sightings was in 1979 when a farmer in Maruya, Australia reported witnessing a large lizard about 20 feet long. He later discovered tracks and called cryptozoologist Roy Gilroy. Gilroy cast impressions but was unable to find more evidence. Then in 2008, Gilroy found a similar set of tracks, this time 185 miles from Maruya. He made casts of this set as well and was surprised to find out it was identical to the original tracks he found back in 1979. If indeed the population of Megalania survived, there are some who speculate they may have done so through parthenogenesis. One of its possible relatives, the Komodo dragon, is able to give birth and hatch unfertilized eggs through this process. If the two are remotely related, it's possible the Megalania can do this as well. Thus, it may have one generation that has survived through all these years. However, this process only lasts a single generation since all the offspring will be male. To thrive, they will need a female to produce eggs and grow the size of the population up once again. Whether Megalania has survived in the modern day still remains unanswered, but there's no denying this might be one creature better left unfound in the wild. Number 3. Bunyip There's never a shortage of water monsters in Australia, but one ferocious creature lives a dual life of quiet herbivore and vicious predator, the bunyip. While many believe the bunyip to be a mythical creature, there are those that say the beast actually once roamed Australia. This mysterious animal is reported to have inhabited different regions of Australia, but mostly thrived near lakes, swamps, rivers, and various aquatic environments. The creature is said to be mostly a water dweller, although occasionally reported to be seen walking around land. As for looks, this is where it gets hairy. The bunyip has been described as a bizarre creature that looks like a hodgepodge of various animals. It's said to look like a starfish with a dog-like head. Other reports say it has fins, feathers, claws, a horse tail, a massive eye, or a stomach mouth. While reports of its appearance don't always coincide, the one consistent description is that it's huge. In Aboriginal language, the word bunyip translates to the devil or evil spirit. Aborigines believe the creature's monstrous appearance and cries were linked to death. However, some Aborigines also looked to the bunyip as a protector of sorts, despite its panache for human flesh. Is there any proof of the bunyip's existence at all? In 1818, explorer Hamilton Humes found mysterious bones he believed to be that of a manatee or hippopotamus, but scholars who heard of the unusual bones couldn't help but link them to the monster described by the aborigines. Humes was offered money to return to the lake where the bones were and bring them back with him, but he declined. In 1830, another set of bones were found in a cave by Sir Richard Owen, he described them as belonging to a giant marsupial species and mentioned the tribes in the area also have a tradition of water-dwelling giants living in the waterways. 
Several other fossil discoveries were said to be that of the Bunyip, including a mysterious skull that was even displayed in the Australian Museum in Sydney before it mysteriously disappeared. Today, many think the Bunyip is nothing more than mythological fiction. Of course, a faction of cryptozoologists believe the Bunyip did exist. One possible creature they point to is the Diprotodon, which was a giant marsupial that went extinct on the continent about 46,000 years ago. It was a famous water beast and could be the creature the Aborigines once called the Bunyip. Number 2. Euroa Beast Euroa is a small town in Victoria, just at the foot of the Strathbogie Ranges. It features a miniature railway, tourist drives, and gorgeous waterfalls. But, during the 1890s, the small town was living in fear of an unusual creature that roamed the area. The first account of the Euroa Beast was published in the Brisbane Courier on February 28th and again on March 1st of 1890. According to residents in the area close to the town of Euroa, their swamp was infested by a large 30-foot-long creature since 1884. They couldn't identify what exactly it was, but dogs would often run away from the area, and since then, several witnesses have reported sightings of it. In one instance, several men were in the swamp to cut the six-foot-long reeds. While they were cutting, they suddenly heard a splashing and snorting sound nearby, and the reeds in the distance bent and waved, as if allowing a large creature to pass by. The men, out of fear, leapt out of the swamp, the next day, one of the men returned there, and he again heard the strange sounds. He jumped on a log and saw a large head protrude. He said it looked like a bulldog and stayed motionless for about 10 minutes before disappearing completely. Soon a group of men were assembled and headed into the swamp. They tried looking for the creature and actually spotted a large tail coming out of a log. A shot was then fired, although no one was sure if it hit the target. They looked for the animal, but couldn't find it anymore. Those who saw the creature described it as being quite thick, yellow, with a dark brown belly. After reports of the Euroa bees spread, the Melbourne Zoological Gardens were skeptical of the sightings, but sent a representative out there. Armed with a big net, they said officials gathered 40 men from the town to hunt down the creature once and for all. They tried capturing it and stayed there day and night, but the only thing they found were large tracks, but never finding the source. Many say the Euroa beast might have been a species of an ancestral amphibian called the Proderpus finiae. It's an extinct crocodile-shaped tetrapod that many believe is the link between land animals and fish. No reports of the creature, however, were heard from again in the town of Euroa or anywhere else nearby. Number 1. Thylacine Known as the Tasmanian tiger, the last known thylacine to have existed died in Hobart Zoo around 1936. But many are saying it's possible there are some who might have survived in the wild. More than 80 years later, countless reports of dog-like animals that aren't foxes or dingoes have been sighted over mainland Australia. Thylacines are large, carnivorous marsupials and belong to the family Thylacinidae, it's the only one from the family believed to have survived until modern times. 
The creature features a yellowish-brown to gray shade with 15 to 20 distinct stripes around its back, running from the shoulders to the tail. Despite the wolfish dog head, it has shorter, stiff legs and a long tail. Its body hair is short, soft, and dense, about 15 millimeters in length. The ears are short and erect with large jaws decorated by 46 teeth. Adult males are larger than the females. One thing that's curious about the females is they had a back-opening pouch. The males also had them, but it was only a partial pouch. The females gave birth of up to four per litter and often cared for their young until half-grown. The thylacines hunted at night, usually alone or in pairs. They ate kangaroos and other marsupials, including small birds and rodents, sometimes sheep and poultry after Europe colonization happened. As for why they became extinct, the most likely explanation is they were killed off by humans for being a supposed pest. Despite being labeled extinct, though, recent sightings cast doubt on whether the population of thylacines were completely eradicated back in the day. In February of 2019, two people visiting Tasmania were driving when an animal with a stiff tail and striped back crossed the road in front of them. The animal had stopped, turned to the vehicle, and both of the passengers saw the animal for a full 12 to 15 seconds. They were sure it was a thylacine. Then that same month, another witness came forward saying he saw a striped cat-like creature moving in the distance. In 2017, a driver also saw a possible thylacine inside the Deep Gully Forest Reserve in northwestern Tasmania. He didn't see the creatures having stripes since he was too far away, but he did say it was a cat and it was a big one. Despite the speculation, there's no definitive proof of the existence of the thylacine continuing today. While many hope the creature still does exist, only time will tell if it's truly gone for good. So there were five scary Australian creatures that actually exist. Real or a figment of hyperactive imaginations, there's no denying these creatures, like their home country, are truly fascinating. We have new videos every Wednesday and Saturday, so if you enjoyed this one, then please subscribe and hit the notification bell. Thanks for tuning in this week, and we'll see you soon.